the Live Your Great Story podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Strickland. Our stories are made up of three parts, our past, our present, and our future. The past is nothing to be ashamed of because it, it helps form who we are in the present. And our present helps form our future. And the future is exciting and unknown. Our stories are all made up of adventures that are unique to all of us. Now, if you haven't yet, would you do me a favor and hit that subscribe button? Um, if you're on YouTube, hit that like button. Um, that would just help me out a ton and it'll keep you up to date on when new episodes come out. This world is full of really cool people doing really cool things. And this podcast is just a place to tell that story. This week, I get to chat with Tammy Lewis. She's a mom of four boys and on a pretty neat adventure. She's traveled the world with her family, and in the midst of that, she's come up with some pretty neat tips and tricks for parenting. In our conversation, we talk about her adoption process, parenting, and how to find joy amongst it all. It's a, a story that you don't want to miss. So sit back, relax, and remember, live your great story. So hey guys, welcome to uh, Live Your Great Story podcast. Um, I'm Stacy, and I am here with Tammy Lewis. Hey! <laughs> um, we've known each other now for, gosh, going on, I think it was 24 years now. Something like that. I still think of you the, as the little girl next door, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> when I look at you, I'm like, she's not the little girl next door anymore. <laughs> so, does, so does your sister. Um, I know. But, yeah, I was thinking about that yesterday, and I was like, yeah, I think it was... I mean, Carson wasn't even born yet. I don't right. think that. Like, that's it's crazy. been a long time. Crazy. So we've we've seen a lot of life together, and um, and so Tammy, why don't you start off and uh, like tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of who you are, your kids, all that jazz. Excellent. Um, so my name's Tammy Lewis, and I am a mom of four boys. They are four teenagers, and um, I have two adopted and two biological. And so it, our story has changed throughout the years. Like when you first knew me, I had the two biological boys, and you saw me grow, you know, grow into them. And then about five years ago, we adopted two more. And so we have four teenagers, and it's um, lots of testosterone around the house. I've uh, been married to the same man for now 23 years, and we are Air Force, so we travel and live all sorts of places. So we're currently living in Germany, um, but we before this moved to Guam and we've lived in the States. And so it's been, yeah, I've been a stay-at-home mom the entire time with my boys and love it, absolutely love it. That's awesome. I love Germany. It's been, God, 15 years since I've been to Germany, but I wanna go back so badly, so. There's uh, so many opportunities to do here. It's just, it's been incre incredible for our kids to see the world, you know, get a different perspective on it. Instead of just United States, they've gotten to see all sorts of countries. Yeah, that's a pretty cool, pretty cool adventure there for sure. Um, and so like that being said, you said you've adopted two of them. And I'm sure that that was a journey and an adventure in and of itself. Um, yes. <laughs> Can you like can you tell us a little bit about that? Like just I have a lot of people who adopt um and just kind of kind of what that journey and that process was for you. Oh gosh, in a shortened little version here. <laughs> um 
Yeah, we decided to do a mission trip in our own home, um, goodness, seven years ago or something. And we found this organization called New Horizons for Children and brought these two boys into our home for five weeks one summer. And it was, it was a tough summer, oh. but we really got to know them a little bit and it put a face to a need. And these two boys were never did uh, over the two year process that this took to finally our family decide to adopt them. Um, we saw them not get adopted time after time after they would go on different hosting programs and our family sat down together and said, okay, we can choose the easy road and continue our li little lifestyle of travel and love and, you know, our little core unit, or we can choose a little harder lifestyle and bring in these two older boys because they were nine and 12 at the time. And so that's a total different dynamic and um, possibly change their lives for the future. And really we came about it from an eternal perspective of hmm. could this change their eternity if they come to know Jesus through us, you know? And we felt, really felt like the Lord said, you know what, I've called you to something bigger and I've called you not to just breeze through life. <laughs> and oh, so, yeah. yeah, that was a really tough choice because we knew we were, it was going to be hard. And throughout the years, people have said, well, didn't you know it was going to be hard? We're like, yeah, but that doesn't make it any easier. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> choosing sure. the hard is, it doesn't make it easy. It still makes it hard. Um, and throughout these last five years, we have gone through a lot of healing. We've gone through a lot of internal struggle of who am I, why am I treating someone angrily when they're traumatized, you know? So it's, it's been a huge journey of growth for everyone. Um, definitely gone through some ups and downs and some lows and some highs, um, but yeah, it, that was the basis of why we chose to, and really, well, I think this was more about our own, our own personalities than it was even about theirs, you know, and giving them a chance to succeed. Wow. How was that for the, for your two biological, um, because they, they're even out of birth order, right? Right. Yeah. We adopted and we sandwiched our boys. Okay. Of course, we're always told not to do that, um, but <laughs> You know, when you see these two boys and you put a face to a need and you go, well, but these are the two boys the Lord brought us, then yeah. you just go ahead and do it. But um, honestly, it's caused, it has been very difficult, particularly for my oldest, because he was knocked out of that oldest position. Sure. And um, even this last birthday, he was like, I, he was so angry about it. And so we've had to do, again, some internal work <laughs> of, yeah. How do you deal with that? What do you, you know, who are you? Is your age, what makes you, you know? Um, but it's been, it's been a really hard one for my two boys and they have grown closer together. So their relationship, we saw it blossom when we brought in the other boys because they just clung to each other. <laughs> they literally, we, we literally still to this day find them huddled on the couch together. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and they're 15 and 17. I'm not kidding. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's great, but they have a really strong bond. And um, I don't know what it would have been like if they didn't have that, you know, struggle, like struggle connects you. Right. Yeah. So I, I can't say what it would have been like. They already had a strong friendship before it, but I think it's gone strong, grown stronger because of it. Yeah. It's that whole, like you grow closer to people when you're in the trenches with them, you know? And yeah. Yeah. I love how you said, like, didn't you know it was going to be hard? Well, yeah. You know, it's like, just, I, I tell my athletes and my students all the time, like 
just like you can do hard things like just because it's hard doesn't mean you shy away from it you know and i can only imagine you know even being in the army and like or air force yeah air force air force sorry um at least i didn't call you guys marines anyways (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) but anyways just with moving around you're just like god this is hard i can imagine like relationally with you know friends and sisters and um you know biological and spiritual sisters and it, it's got to be tough you know yeah it I is know the military life is not easy I, I was raised in the military but we were blessed to never leave San Diego <laughs> like dad retired and then we moved um but anyways my boys have been moved time and time again and it is it's tough but it really creates this flexible child you know mm-hmm. kids who know that they can overcome something mm-hmm. um, so it's for sure yeah yeah. So I was, I was thinking about it. Like one of the, one of the reasons I wanted you on this was because like, I have zero experience with parenting or marriage or any of that stuff. Right. But like, um, and I mean, I'll be honest, sometimes I don't know if I want that, <laughs> you know, I, I, I I'll just tell someone the other day, I have a constant running list of pros and cons of getting married and having kids. And almost on a daily basis, I'm ticking one of the columns, you know. So all that being said, I have a lot of friends that are mamas, you know. And um, it's just my, you know, season of life. And when you're in your 30s and single, most of your friends are married with children. Um, And something that I keep seeing in all of them, um, and even mamas that I don't necessarily know, is this struggle of, is this all I am? Like... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. God, I do the same thing every day. I have right. to keep these little people alive or whatever that is. And and while they love it, right. I see that wrestle and it like it breaks my heart cuz I want to be like like you're 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 so much more than just mom. And I know like with me traveling the world at different times and you know, I'm like, do I love this single thing? I can I'm going to Disney this weekend. Like, I didn't have to ask anybody. I didn't have to do I just booked a ticket and I went to Disney, you know, or I'm going to Disney. Um, I want them to know, like, you can still have adventure. Like, you can still have, like, you have a super great story even in your home. And so I love how you guys were like, we're going to do a mission, like an in-home mission trip, yeah. you know. And, and, and so, you know, that being said, you've launched this pretty cool thing called joyful mom i think it's cool like, um and and it kind of lines up with i don't know this thing that i've been thinking about like moms find joy in your little days like i'm sure it sucks changing 50 million diapers a day but like can you find joy in that so what was kind of your launching point or your like your heart behind launching joyful mom and what is it like just tell me about that <laughs> Yeah, so Joyful Mom is, um, the business itself is called Tammy Lewis, um, and so you can go to TammyLewis.com, um, hope you don't mind me saying that. But, um, I'll put that in the description that, below. <laughs> perfect, um, but that's where, you know, because that's my name, but really the point is to help moms find joy in this journey, and that was the whole point of it. I went through this process of going, how can I help moms? What is it that I have that other moms would like? Because people have constantly said to me, you're so full of joy. Like, it's just been a theme through my life. Hmm. However, 
what a lot of people don't know is the struggle that I've also been through. I know you know some of my struggle and we have gone through some serious, serious ups and downs in my life, but throughout it, the joy of parenting was always like this, this stabilizing force in my life. Uh, No matter what was going on around me, there was this joy that I found in my kids. And um, I started thinking through like, what is that about? How did that come about? Why how can I help other moms have that? Because I do, I see this struggle that moms have of feeling like all I am is a diaper changer. Yeah. And to find that passion with your kids of no, I'm raising the next generation. Like there's a purpose behind what we're doing. This is not just about changing a diaper, making a, a dinner. This is about connecting with two little people or however many little people you have. Um, who are literally people. And I think we yeah, forget, for sure. I think we forget that, that no, yeah. this is a person and I have a relationship with them yeah. and finding joy in that relationship with them. And so what I did was I put together some things that really got me through my tougher times of sat back and went, how did I get through some of these things that were so damaging to my mental state? How did I still find that peace and that joy in my home? And so I put together just some, I literally put together a course just from my own experience. And I'm like, you know what? This is what I did. And as I went to different conferences, because, you know, as you learn to grow a business, you go to these different conferences and they kept saying the world needs more positive influence. What can you bring to the world? Hmm. And I thought that's something I can bring. I can help moms manage that frazzleness that they feel in their homes and give some practical tips. I'm a very practical person. And so I like it concrete. I like you to say, this is what you need to do. Try this because that's what people did for me growing Mm -hmm. up and growing into parenting. And I would just implement things. I'm like, okay, they say this works, I'll implement it. And so I thought, okay, that's something I can share with moms. And so I did, I just put together these courses. I'm like, here's me telling you what I do. in my own home yeah and um, just some practical stuff so I don't know did that answer your question oh for sure I mean and and so when you're putting this course together um you know is it like when you can't get your kid to stop throwing a tantrum try this or like I know just from some of your social media stuff I know you've, you've put one where you know one of your boys really struggled with anger and like so so without giving away your whole course, obviously. That's okay. Um, but like, um, what, what are some of those practices? Like what, I guess more, more specifically, what are some of the, the larger themes that you maybe see moms like consistently struggle with? And um, one or two maybe. And like, would you give some of those practical things of like, how do I get through my, how do I get through my day when he just won't stop crying? <laughs> yeah, I see moms struggling with a lot of boundaries. Hmm. with their children and um, with the best intentions they struggle with putting together a boundary because kids are strong-willed and so like one of the things I did was I put together this quick video um, it's on my YouTube channel of how to get your kids to stop nagging you because I find a lot of moms they they I know I used to wear out with can I please can I please come on mom can I please but you said this and and so now I want to do this and and they just Hmm. they will wear you down Hmm. And so one of those practical tips is, you know, asked, answered. You asked, I answered. 
And it puts you back in this mental state of, oh, I answer, a clear answer. And the child hears your determination. And literally when they start asking for a video game over and over, a piece of candy over and over, and you simply look at them calmly and say, you asked and I answered. Mm -hmm. They recognize it and they go, oh, she's not budging. Right. Because they know if they've pushed you once, then they can push you again. And so it's such a basic little concept, but it's something that I find like that's one of my best videos out there, I wow. think, because awesome. people really, moms are like, seriously, it's, it's that easy? It's that easy. That's <laughs> crazy. I need to use that with my students. students. It, <laughs> it's great. I still do it with my 15 and 17 year olds. Like uh -huh. they know if, if that's my answer, you know. Um, and so those boundaries are really important for moms because I deal a lot with the mental game of motherhood. Sure. Like I, I don't consider myself a parenting expert. I'm not like here to teach you to parent. I'm here to really talk about the mental game. Yeah. And that little trick of asked answered gives you that confidence that, Oh yes, that's all I need to do. Like, right. Right. It's the mental game of being a mom. Does that make sense? It's, it does. It's, yeah. It's getting in our own heads and knowing that we have these boundaries that we can put on without having to fight. Yeah. It almost sounds like, you know, I know parenting isn't this per se, but it's like, I'm in charge. You are not. Right. Like, but that's plain and simple. You know, I with love, with love and respect yeah. for my kids, you know? Yeah. And I think one of the things I see a lot of parents do is they think that they are harming their kids if their kids are upset. Hmm. And um, it's this generation, like it's a generational ideology of yeah. I can't upset my child. Well, honestly, I've always been one that kind of goes, no, let's go in hard and fast and get it over with. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Because then I can really have fun with my kids. And I love having fun with my kids. Yeah. The adventure you talk about, you know, right. like. Right. I don't want to be worn down parenting. I want to enjoy my children. And so one of the other things I find is that frazzleness that they, a lot of moms have of constantly feel like they're cleaning or um, picking up or, or changing a diaper. There's a constant, I've got to do something next. And um, room time has been a huge thing that I've taught parents is 20 minutes of kids being in their own room under a really monitored type situation where they just have this quiet time by themselves and mom gets 20 minutes of quiet time. Hmm, yeah. And it allows her to sit. And I really want to encourage moms to sit and breathe hmm. so that they can really enjoy those moments with their kids. Cause if you're frazzled, you're not enjoying yeah. the fun, yeah. you know? And that time is more, isn't like that time shouldn't be, hey, I'm going to go do the dishes or do this or this, right? It's like, no, I'm going to sit and read my read my Bible, spend time with right. the Lord, listen to a podcast, like that type of stuff, right? It was the mental game of motherhood. Yeah. That mental game of giving yourself a breath. Mm -hmm. we, um, we constantly run on this fight or flight mode, moms do, a mm -hmm. lot. They run on just this energy level that's super high. And it's not actually healthy for us. <laughs> we need that downtime. Yeah where our kids actually respect that quiet time in the home as well. Yeah. I feel like it sets them up for their life of like, oh, this is the boundary. This is how, like, this is how to be healthy and have yeah. those times. That's crazy. I love That's another one of those things that I teach a lot is just that room time of giving them, and you start from like five minutes and then you work it up. And I started when my kids were like three months old. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, that, was, that was going to be my question. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. And I would put them in their crib safely, you know, for five, 10 minutes, but it would be my five to 10 minutes to just sit. Mm. And then we worked our way up to 20 to sometimes 40 minutes because they learn that this is a good thing and mom will be back, you know, and um, it allowed me to have that quiet space in my home where it didn't feel chaotic. Yeah. That's cool. How do you, um, and I'm sure it's different now that your boys are older because they can obviously go do stuff with you, but, um, what do you think are some, I guess it's each kid's different, but like practical ways of creating adventure within your home you know because like you said like I do I love adventure I'm like whether you're going around the world or whether you're going you know down the street on a hike you know like it's an adventure and get outside and enjoy um enjoy creation get off the video games um but when you when like maybe these mamas that have a two and a six-year-old or an eight-year-old you know like that they aren't those kids aren't necessarily physically able to go out on this big 20, 30, 40 minute hike. What are, I don't know, what are some ideas you might have for adventure and creating that, um, like you said, enjoying my kids thing? Mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest things is letting go of those expectations of what you think mommy, motherhood is supposed to look like, that your house is supposed to be completely clean and that everybody I don't know, is dressed nicely, you know, like letting go of some of those expectations of that I'm going to make a home cooked meal every single night. Like frozen lasagna is awesome. (laughs) And if that frozen lasagna means that you get to enjoy your kids more Mm -hmm. and that you can go out for a little walk outside, then do that. But one of the things I've always found is having my calendar have some white space in it Hmm. where there is time that I haven't filled every moment up. Because if you fill every moment up, you do feel frazzled and you don't get to enjoy your kids as much. So making sure that you have kind of a flow to what your day is going to be, especially when you have littles of, okay, we're going to get breakfast and then we're going to go outside for 20 minutes and actually work that into your day as part of your plan, Hmm. then your day feels better and you do get to enjoy your kids more. And when they're little, that could be your adventure that day is, (laughs) you know, um, You sat in your backyard with that little kiddie pool, and that is an amazing sense of adventure. It actually enjoying where you're at. It doesn't have to be a trip around the world. I mean, yeah, yeah my kids are older. Yes, now we go places. Um, right. But when they were little, it was it was the pool in the backyard, just that little kiddie pool, and yeah. just enjoying that moment. But I think planning it into your day is super yeah. key. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That's that's helpful and. I find I even have one more thing about that. If you don't mind, I I had to really look into myself of what brings joy to me. And for me, it is hiking, getting out in green space, Hmm. whatever green space that is. Um, But I have to get out to the green (laughs) regularly, or I can feel, and I I just started going, why am I so tense? Oh, I haven't been outside. Like, so whatever that is for the particular mom, it may be, I'm sure a lot of moms, it's different. Not everybody likes to get out into the woods, but whatever that is, putting that into your day and just your kids come with you. You know, they they just do. And that's just part of it. Then they learn that that's like, that's what feeds mom's soul. Like my kids know, and I'll tell them you need to take a walk with, like you need to walk mom. 
it's fine. Mom needs a walk. You've got to go walk her. You know, they don't walk the dog. They walk mom, <laughs> but they get a happier mom that way. And they just learned that. That's funny. I, that's so true where it's like, yes, these kids are, I don't know, from our perspective, like I said, they're human. They're their own person, but they're still learning and developing what they like to do. And so like we as aunt, I guess, uh, moms, I, I don't think can dictate their fun or adventure based on what their child wants to do because they don't necessarily know that you know no. so it, it sounds to me it's like at that stage you're you're just exposing your kids to things you yeah, know right. like hey this is what I love to do this might be what you love to do who knows um right. but that's exciting yeah they learn I love being outside too um it's funny when uh you just said you need to walk mom uh actually <laughs> Sandra actually told me and Bryce that years ago, which side note, I'm not okay with the fact that Bryce is graduating college this year. Um, right. I'm not okay with that at all, but Crazy. When, when we moved him into Liberty, um, you know, he was like, I'm done with this moving thing and unpacking and all that stuff. And I kind of was getting antsy too. And, and Sandra looked at me and she goes, you need to go walk him. And he needs to go walk you like, like go to the gym because we both love to work out, you know, and we're both very competitive. And, um, and so, yeah, she's like, well, go, go away from us. One of the things, you know, you find that there's a lot of hyperactive kids nowadays and moms are just like, oh my gosh, how do I calm this mm -hmm. child down? Get him outside. Yeah. Like, get them outside. Get you outside. Do not bring the little iPad while you're on a stroller walk. Oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> It, and, you know, and, and no offense to those moms who are like, but it helps calm them down. I'm telling you, they will calm down more yeah. if they watch nature yeah. over a long period of time. Now, it may not work the first time because if they've been watching iPads, then they're not used to it. As you give them more and more out into nature, they will start calming down more. It's so good for their souls. So good. Yeah, for sure. I see that even, you know, in in teaching, you know, with all, with the kids are always down on their devices, you know, and it's, and I get it. I've, again, a lot of my friends, there's no offense, you know, I don't want not to be offensive to anybody. But but I have like, to monitor my own use because I'm like oh. this, I'm like, oh my gosh, put it down, get outside. <laughs> exactly. Me too. I've started putting my phone like in the bathroom when I go to bed at night and things like that. That's but yeah, it's just like, um, sometimes I do get it. It's like, this child will not shut up and I need mom to, I need 10, 20 minutes. So go watch TV, you know? Um, but yeah, there's, Absolutely. there's even like scientific data that I don't know off the top of my head about being outside, you know, and getting that vitamin D and, um, there's something that happens in the brain that really calms the brain down when you're outside mm -hmm. and just that nature and the fresh air and it literally changes you know some of your brain waves and brain chemistry and mm -hmm. um so good for any sort of hyperactive not even hyperactive anybody really yeah um, for sure just, and it doesn't have to be some huge thing just literally outside <laughs> yeah oh i know i was um you know i had hip surgery back in may and I couldn't walk for seven, eight weeks. Um, wow. Maybe, well, it was seven weeks, like pretty much non-weight bearing. And then I had another month and a half of like working my way up to full weight bearing. But for those first like seven weeks, I could, I could barely get outside and I was yeah. literally going crazy, you know, and just that 
going to the backyard and sitting outside for like five minutes because that's all my hip could handle yeah completely changed my day and my mind and so it's super good good. super good good. so good yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's so helpful um a lot of moms at least here in my town and I know you know in, in America I'm not sure what it's like in Germany or in I'm assuming it's not this way in Guam but um they very laid back yes oh gosh but but the schedule like the packed schedule and the multi-sports which I'm a huge fan of multi-sport athletes but like um from a young age it feels like you know they're just going from this to this to this to this to this um what are your thoughts on that like what are you know obviously we want to expose kids to things but um but I guess going back to boundaries or whatever but what, what are your thoughts on that of having such packed schedules my thoughts on that okay (laughs) this is just my opinions on it um i find that we push too hard too fast there will be a time and a place for a packed schedule and middle school and high school like i get it those years they are highly involved and you're driving your kids everywhere but honestly those are the greatest times to actually have deep conversations with your kids so the middle school and high school years, I really get having more of a packed schedule because you're training your children to get out into the world and, and they are, they've got their own interests and stuff. But when they're younger, I, I think we need to push or calm back a bit and go, yeah. what's really valuable to them? Is it valuable to have school than sport than homework? Or is it more valuable to have school and then some time with family? Yeah. And get out into nature and really embrace the family. Now, not to say you're not going to socialize your kids, you know, <laughs> there's going to be plenty of opportunity for all right. that, but to have them back to back to back to back and gone every single night, I think it would be healthier for our society if mm-hmm. we backed off of that a bit. And yeah. doesn't mean you don't do anything, um, but pick wisely and really go, what do I want my family to look like during the season? Is this a season of busy or is this a season of, of family time? Yeah. And I think when they're younger, that family time is so key. And I think we miss it in the U.S. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess it depends on the family too, you know, and yeah. personalities and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, remember, did you homeschool your boys? Or? I did, yep. Okay. Ever since they were itty bitty. So, okay. and that has been something that's been a blessing for us because we really did have that time at home of yeah. this quiet space of really me involved with their education. And so it was a really beneficial for our relationship. Um, and it's interesting, just as a side note, I guess, this doesn't, not everybody's going to homeschool and I'm not even for everybody homeschooling. But one thing my child, my oldest was talking about a couple of days ago, he's really figured out who he is so he doesn't feel pressure from other kids to conform Hmm. and to be like everybody else and it's been a really good system for us because of that that he's gotten to really know like this is who I am and what I am passionate about and so um and part of that came from not being overly outside out doing every little thing that we possibly could we got a lot of that quiet space in our home yeah that makes sense I, uh, I lived with a family for a few years where they homeschooled elementary and middle uh-huh. and then sent away for high school. Like, so because like, we want our kids to have the public school experience and, and it was that same thing where these are the formative years, they've got a good boundary, they know who they are, 
now we're going to send them off. So I think it's I great. I love boredom space is fabulous for that. And that's yeah. why I, I, my opinion is that we should cut back a little bit on so many activities because that free time to be bored when you start actually going, okay, well, what do you want to do with this time? It's amazing what they come up with. Like you really get to know who they are and what they're interested in. So I've got like one who likes science. So we do a ton of building different science projects. Another likes cosplay. So he does costuming, you know, um, and it's, it's because they had time to really develop those interests. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. Well, I mean, this has been super fun and I, I feel like there's so many more aspects we could jump into, you know, oh, yeah. of parenting and motherhood and, and things like that. Uh, or I shouldn't say we, you, cause I have zero experience in this, but That's okay. I'm sitting here taking my notes. I, uh, <laughs> all the notes I have, you think I'd be, a, I'll be a great mom, but there's chance I'm probably not going to be. I you mean, will you be know a wonderful I mean. mom if you choose to. Yeah. If you it's, choose that path. That's a good, that's a good thing. It's definitely sometimes a choice. Um, so something that I'm wanting to do as kind of we wrap up um, uh -huh. is I actually heard this on a different podcast and I love it. <laughs> like, I think it's a great idea. So three kind of three final questions, I guess. Um, first one, what are three of your simple joys in life? Okay. Um, chocolate. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, hiking and water. Like get me in the ocean, get me in um, scuba diving, get me jet skiing, whatever, water. Mm -hmm. Yeah, water is so fun. So side note, when I was in Australia, I got to go to the Great Barrier Reef and yeah, I had planned on scuba diving. Um, I had been looking forward to it. Um, I cleared it with my rheumatologist because I have lupus and different things like that. But mm -hmm. When I got out on the reef, they were like, you can't scuba. I was, I was like, like no. why? Because I wasn't cleared by a, um, a Queensland scuba doctor. And they thought that the lupus and my medicine would affect it. And I was like, no, like I have proof. I was cleared. Anyways, yeah. I still snorkeled and like did a bunch of free diving and stuff. And um, When I was I on the barrier reef as well, I only got to snorkel because I was pregnant with my youngest. And so I couldn't scuba dive. But uh -huh. I still got to snorkel it. So. Yeah. It's I've dove some amazing places. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I, I need to get certified to scuba because then I wouldn't have to deal with any of this medical stuff, you know? Right. Um, yeah. But I did that. And then um, I, I had, I love sharks and I just really wanted to swim with a shark or at least see yeah. a shark out there. And my guide was like, yeah, it's kind of, it's rare, you know? And I was like, I mean, Jesus loves me, so stand by, you know? And, I mean, I saw one, I, and I was like, this is the best thing ever. Anyways. We did cool. Palau, and um, he would ring a bell every time there was a shark. And by the end of the trip, you're like, okay, yeah, I've seen a shark. Like, you've seen <laughs> so many sharks. It was crazy. And these were, like, large sharks. It was yeah. very cool. Palau, yeah. you would love that, because you will see sharks. I'll have to add that to my, uh, my wonder list. Oh, Absolutely. That's awesome. <clears throat> okay, so the second one, and this is putting you on the spot. It's okay if you don't have any. What are, um, don't be scared. What, what would be three resources outside of your own curriculum? Um, what would be three resources you recommend for mamas in this time who are just trying to stay afloat or trying to create adventure in their home? Ooh, um, Kirk Martin. Okay. 
Kirk Martin has um, Celebrate Calm. I love his stuff. I think he's just fabulous. Um, is it K. Arthur, I believe? Yeah. Uh, Rick's, Rick's wife. Uh, no, that's remember. not what I'm thinking of. No. Oh, see, I should have asked me this one beforehand because I, I don't remember. So sorry. I should have. <laughs> okay. Um, she's with the, the group that sings. Um, it's a Christian group. She writes amazing books, and it's called Stay the Path. Hmm, I don't know. I can Google it, and I'll put the link okay. below. Because I know her book is called um, Stay the Path, okay. and it's a fabulous book on walking out your calling hmm. and who you are as a person and so it's more it's not like a parenting book it's just who you are and since moms you know need that they need to know who they are so that would be another one um and i can't remember the name of that group it's a hill song she's oh, the okay and so maybe it's not k arthur but it's k something yeah. I think. okay anyway so that would be one i love that book and then a third let's see You know, I would honestly say just get involved in your local church hmm. and make sure that you have a mom support group, something really local that you pull in one to two to 20 moms. It doesn't matter who, but start something. If, if you are feeling lonely and you're feeling overwhelmed, put something together in your local community where you can really touch base with one person one-on-one. -on -one. Hmm. Does that make That's sense? Good. Yeah, totally. I mean, because I've heard that said, and we say it all the time at church, like, it takes a village, right, to raise yeah. your kids, and I'm lucky enough. we've lost that sense of community. So mm -hmm. we, we just survive on our own, and even if it's just one other friend, like, find somebody to latch on to that you go, okay, she's my gal. I walk with her. Yeah. It could be 20 gals. It's, you know, it depends on your personality. Yeah. But that's what I would say. Those yeah. are my top okay. three. Cool. I'll have to, I'll put some links in the, in the description below um yeah it is really cool even from like this this side of it being part of people's community you know yeah, like, yeah I'm not a mom but I'm an aunt and I mm -hmm. go to my friend's kids baseball games every single it's a huge important part people need that that's yeah. you're so important in their lives mm -hmm. yeah so it's fun he so again yesterday was my birthday and so this kid he's six made me birthday card and um it's i was like i mean i'll keep this till you're 23 i've got something of your nephews that he made me when he was two still yeah but um it's crazy anyway but it was like a baseball thing and and yeah. his i went to breakfast with, with his mom and uh she was like he was so upset that he couldn't come and give you his card he was like but i want to give this to her and she's like i mean you can hold on to it until yeah you see her again he was like well am i, am I gonna see her tomorrow probably not well fine you can just give it to her but like, it's just it's neat to feel like okay I don't have my own kids but right. I'm able to impact the lives of of kids and and I usually just interject myself into and community life. is so important because you make a difference in their life and a lot of times they'll mm -hmm. listen to you more than they'll listen to the moms and dads yeah. it's just a fact of life you know yeah. and that's okay that's as long as you surround your kids with good people Right. Like, that's a good thing. <laughs> right. And that's something I try to do a lot of is like, okay, mom, friend, what are, what are your house rules? What are, you know, and, and usually 
if I'm if I'm aligning myself and being friends with them, we have the same kind of foundational belief systems, you know. But it's that okay, like you trust me with your kid, I'm gonna support whatever you're you know, you're trying to instill. Anyways, it's pretty cool. So final question, um, and I would who has been your biggest influence or who has been the biggest influence on your journey with Jesus? Ooh. Well, that would definitely be my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Cause they, they brought me up to know who the Lord is mm-hmm. and they brought me up to follow him and love him and make him the top priority. So they would definitely be my number one influence mm-hmm. for sure. Very cool. Very cool. It's rare to hear that these days, I think, which is unfortunate, but um, yeah. Well, awesome. Thanks so much for taking time out of your afternoon. I know you're a few hours ahead of me, um, but it's fun. And I think this is helpful. You know, hopefully it's helpful to moms. Um, and, and like I said, I'll, you know, put the link to Joyful Moms and in, in your website and all that stuff down below. And hopefully, um, you know, moms can get encouraged deeper um, through, through what you're doing. Thank you for for what you're doing and for what you're putting out um, to help to help moms. It's pretty cool. You're so welcome. So awesome. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. It's been such an interesting journey. So yeah. I love what I'm doing. <laughs> it sure has. Cool. 